Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. You need to have a focus that attracts and holds a community. And this is fundamental and foundational. You're going to hear us talk about this all the way through. Because in order to be an influencer, you need to cultivate influence around something tangible, something of value. Without it, you're just a person with an opinion. And we've seen a lot of those who disguise themselves as influencer, but just profess to postulate on anything that happens to be kind of going through their mind that day. So in order to be able to actually cultivate this influence, you need to be very specific and niche as possible with what you want to be an influencer on. This is what you're going to build your credibility around. So for example, mom influencers are a dime a dozen. I mean, that's been the big thing. Mommy bloggers, mommy influencers. But that's exactly how much you're going to get paid a dime a dozen if you don't actually have a specific focus. So what did this look like? All right, we'll use mommy influencers as, a, as an example for a second. So we've hired mommy influencers or mom influencers who explore fun things to do with their kids in Cincinnati. So it's a very specific topic that a lot of people in Cincinnati, their community goes to in order to find out, hey, what do I do with my kids this week and what's new going on? We've hired mom influencers who specifically talk about life hacks to get through their busy lives. And these are really good life hacks, not just like a random life hack or something that just happened to happen today. It's like really substantial, consequential life hacks that really help busy moms. In both these cases, people come to their site specifically for this info. We have never, ever, ever hired a mom influencer who didn't have a clear point of view, just didn't. I know that tends to be somewhat of a hard thing for people to wrap their minds around because a lot of people feel just by the virtue of the fact that they happen to be a mom that somehow that they have or can profess some sort of influence on that. And it's just not the case. This is a business. So you have to have a clear focus because that is what brands are going to pay for when hiring influencers. They want access to your community, which is why they're actually coming to you to begin with, because they can't authentically reach that community on your own. You are the conduit. You're the way they're going to get to this community. But in order to achieve a level of authenticity, there needs to be a clear connection point that's compelling to the community as well as to the brand. Otherwise, it looks forced. So we're going to talk about more of that in the next point. But I wanted just to drive this point home a little bit harder <laughs> and just say in order to achieve this clarity, you must, must, must spend time honing the craft. There's just no other way about it. Influencers with active followers are putting out a lot of content in order to find declare their focus. So you must be committed to doing the same. The mentality that you'll just like make a video or put a post out there and it's going to go viral is really misinformed. It happens so, so infrequently. You can have a better chance of getting struck by lightning. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> but even if it does, you actually need the content around it to keep your following engaged. Otherwise, a short attention span will just take their attention elsewhere. Yeah, and I will be really honest and say that when Influencer first came out as a business for people, I was somewhat suspect about the whole thing. I was mm -hmm. like, I just don't know. We're going to pay people this money to promote you know, our brand or this business we're working on, those types of things. But damn if it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does. But I think that 
This is one of those interesting places, and the point about holding a community is really important because, to me, this is going to your family or friends on steroids, asking for advice Mm -hmm. about something. And so I think Anne's point about making sure that you're specific and carving out a niche for yourself is really important because you have to become, one, one of their trusted authorities, but then, two, not the trusted authority on too many things because then that dissolves the trust. And so I think it Mm -hmm. is a really tricky balance of finding that space, carving it out, and then consistently and effectively providing content against it that keeps people coming back. Yeah, that continues to be a value. And I think you hit the nail on the head, which is the fact that like this community feels like they know this person. They know the influencer. Like They feel like they're friends. It's the most effective word of mouth uh, marketing that you can get is when you can get people to be able to advocate and support a product, a message in a way that feels very much coming from their own perspective, their own point of view. And you're right. So this is like influencers, like putting this on steroids. So in order for you to have that kind of clout, to be able to provide to a brand, a business in order to get hired, you're going to have to invest the time in order to create that. Yep. Which, like I said, leads to the second point is you need to create compelling branded content. Now, this is the key for you to get paid as an influencer. You must, must, must be able to translate branded content into your tone so it feels like an integrated part of your channel. Many influencers struggle to do that. They're really good at putting out their own content, but as soon as they try to contextualize that around a brand, it starts feeling like an ad. And it starts feeling like it's pushed or forced within your community. And so then your community doesn't react well to it, which means your engagement isn't as good as some of your other posts, which means then you lack what a brand is looking for in order to hire you. Because remember, they're looking for access to your community through you. So you need to be able to really figure out how to integrate what branded content is going to look like for you. And this could look like a bunch of different ways. There's actually no really right way to do that. But you need to figure out how to authentically weave it in to your tone, to your character, maybe test to learn a little bit to see what your community is receptive to. But at the end of the day, your community needs to feel like this is something they can come to expect from you so that it feels like it's integrated. And a little just tip is that... I would just give some free brand love to whatever brand you happen to like. You don't have to wait for a brand to come along to pay you to start building a little bit of advocacy to kind of see what works within your community, to see what your community is responsive to and tag that brand. Because I can tell you, brand managers, those who work on the brand from the agencies are looking for that kind of content. You never know. You might hit somebody's radar screen. Yeah, I think that also is a really good way to practice your authenticity and how to, like Ann said, create mm-hmm. that branded content in an effective way. Because if you start from a place of, I really love this brand, I use this brand all the time, here's mm-hmm. why, and it fits with that niche that you're trying to build a community around, you'll naturally be authentic. 
And so then that content becomes success criteria for you as you do get hired by brand managers to be able to communicate in the same way, even when you're promoting these other brands, products, et cetera, of course you have to make sure you'd actually put your name behind them, right? So I'm not trying to say here that you would be faking it, but I do think there are brands in all of our portfolios of life that we talk about, we gravitate toward, we love, and they live on a pedestal in our minds, and then there's a whole bunch of surrounding ones. And so I think that that practice can really give you a leg up, as well as, like Ann said, see what hits, and then what hits with the brands themselves. Right. And then so how you can hone the stylistic elements around that, like yeah. product shots or yep. product shots in action or as part yep. of your life or services that you're encountering and that you're becoming a part of, like it starts giving a little bit more of definition around what this can look like as a brand kind of coming and trying to vet you to see hey, what kind of content are they going to be able to provide? How is it going to integrate into their content? You can have something to show for it before you would even get paid for it. All right, the third truth on how to get hired as an influencer. You need to be consistent in brand character. April, what do you think about this? I do love brand character. So, I of know. course, this gets assigned to me. But, you know, in this case, brand character has some layers to it. So I'll talk through all of them. So just kind of hang with me. But first and foremost, we want to say that we're not trying to tell you what the brand character should be here. We have an episode on that if you need help in building your brand character. We're just saying here that you need to have one and then it yep. needs to be consistent in the way that it communicates. So what you want to think about is what is the tone or what is the personality that is authentic to you? We are not saying persona. Persona in our mind is something that you create you for, fake. or you fake for the sensationalism or the celebrity aspect of things. We've already talked about authenticity and how important this is to get people to really jive with you. So we're not suggesting that. What we're saying is start thinking through what makes your personality ownable to you and how will those characteristics come to life in the way that you communicate? It has to, has to really transcend all of the content and be done with intentionality versus just posting whatever you feel like whenever you feel like. You've got to really focus on this and make sure that it's a tone that people are used to hearing from you or can get used to hearing from you. Mm -hmm. And the brand needs to understand on the other side who they're getting, so that they won't be surprised or unexpected things won't happen that could ruin the reputation of the brand or, you know, via the association with you. So outside of just making sure that you have a very intentional brand character with those personality traits, like I'm going to be funny or I'm going to be serious or I'm going to be authoritative or whatever those are, the next thing you really need to consider is what type of content are you going to post especially when we get to really controversial topics like politics and religion and social reform. And we have all kinds of crazy things going on in the world today that can just be landmines for people. You have to remember, this is where it becomes a business. It's not just your personal outlet mm -hmm. for your personal opinion about what's going on. And if you really seriously want to make this your business, you have to think holistically, not only about the brands you're targeting now, but the ones you want to target in the future, that community that you're speaking to, and how much of this is relevant or really you should have any opinion on based on where this niche is that you've carved out. 
this is no longer spouting off on Facebook or Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever, using it for your platform to throw out all your personal feelings or venting, putting people on blast about something that happened. It's professional if it's in a, in a business situation, and that's what you should really be thinking about. In addition, if you have separate business pages or sites or whatever from your personal, you also need to make sure that you, at the very least, lock down your personal pages. Right. But we would also encourage being careful about what you post there, too, because it is online, it doesn't go away, and people can connect the dots really easily. So, like I said, lots of layers to this one. Brand character, meaning literally your personality and that tone of voice you're bringing to life, to the types of brands you're going to target and how you're going to communicate and they can take you as well as topics that you should and shouldn't speak to and making sure that you're thinking about this at a high level based on who you work with today and who you want to work with in the future. Yeah, I think that's a really, really important point. And we're constantly reminding influencers and and influencers who are or people who are aspiring to be influencers that they need to treat this as a business. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just no other more simple, direct way to put that out there. So, for example, I remember counseling one influencer who wanted to go and line themselves with cannabis. (laughs) Fine. I told him, I'm like, you can go do that. You will never get a CPG ban at all, ever. Mm -hmm. You're just now you're now making a a line in the sand that said, okay, if you're going to line yourself with that brand, that's totally fine. You will never get another CPG brand. Is that the decision you want to make? Because now your brand character is aligned with something that's a little illicit, that's a little risky. Regardless if that's been your tone or the way that your content has shown up, that's what people, especially brands, are going to see. And when we talk about association, that's what we're talking about, is mm-hmm. that brands are not going to want to be associated, especially you know some <laughs> a lot of like wholesome, family-oriented mm-hmm. brands with things that are listed. Now, if you're okay with that and you want to draw in other brands that are attracted to that, that's fine. Just make a strategic choice about that and understand that once you go there, it's very, very hard to go back. It's, yep. you, it's almost impossible to erase that. That's why you, the way that you behave in public is important. How many people have ruined their careers over saying something or doing something in public that gets captured intentionally or not and gets blasted? I mean, there's stories all over. So don't underestimate the, a brand's diligence in vetting you, um, they will go through that effort and they will see what can they can pull up because they tend to be very risk adverse, especially the bigger brands, yep. right? So I'm making an assumption that you're aspiring to want to get, you know, to big grow. bucks for big brands. Yeah. And even in the smaller brands who don't who don't have opportunities to like take that amount of risk, they're gonna even to some extent be more conservative because they have a lot to lose at that point. Yep. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.